Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Episode 122, you're listening to the Sports Fist. It, it me, Brandon. Uh, with me tonight is John. Hi, John. Hi, Brandon. Hi, and Clarence. Hi, Clarence. What's up, fuckers? Stuart is out drinking. He may join us later. Who the hell knows? Um, so that'll be an interesting thing for all of us to discover. Stu said he was drinking with his in-laws at Josh Fiddler's house, which I, I think I later realized meant like his wife's sister. But I like to imagine that Stu's parents are in town. He's just like, what should we do? I don't know. Let's go over to Josh's house. Let's just drink there. <laughs> and I'm sure Josh would be like, yeah, bring it on in. Especially on if, in. does Stu's dad have any farming background? I can't remember that. If he does, though, I'm sure Josh was in heaven. Worked for the telephone company. I don't know if he grew up on a farm. I don't know. They, they both seem suitably outstate. They got plenty in common. Mm-hmm. Just talk about, I don't know. Um, different their fairy, favorite one lane highways and tractor equipment or something. I'm not sure. I'm I'm so out of my element at this point already. That's five <laughs> well, seconds. Well, I know how he Stu's dad hangs out at the V in Hector, and you know he could. If you're going to hang out there, you got to be able to talk farming. Otherwise, you got nothing to talk about. So I'm sure he could carry a conversation just fine. Yeah. So we probably won't hear from Stu tonight. Is that what you're saying? No. Probably in the middle of a good combo. Which is fine. Stu's got to have a life. You know, we all have a certain amount of PTO days that when we, when we set up this company, we, uh, we decided everybody got 15 PTO days per year. Uh, and he's just <laughs> oh, shit. calling I'm, one of his in. <laughs> Not 15 I, uh, recording PTO Clarence days. Clarence is 55 in the hole for this year. <laughs> oh yeah, you are unpaid. You are certainly on unpaid time at this point. You're gonna have to do <laughs> forty podcasts by yourself in December. Just nothing but podcasts in December <laughs> to make up his time for the year. Just two I'm days. I'm gonna need you to say I'm a full time employee to make my taxes work out. Brandon, we're gonna figure this out somehow. <laughs> and if anybody asks, I was also a full time student, and I have seven dependents. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, I also got hurt on the job. Nope. <laughs> I've been collecting a lot of workman's comp. And anyway, uh, why don't you just let me do this? Speaking of hurt on the job, segue alert, let's talk about Miguel Sano. That is one strong, oh. bad man right there. Um, so I wanted to. So 
we had a thing for a while where every other week things were either going great or poorly. And I think this is uh, week number three or four in a row of uh, things are still looking up for our twins. And I'm, mm-hmm. it's safe to say now that this season was a success no matter what. I think we've all, until now, I at least I've been waiting for that 14-game losing streak and to be like, boy, that was fun for a little bit. And then they ended up with, you know, 67 wins or whatever. So um, I think we've made it through that point. And it's just, uh, it's good times, man. Mid-September pennant race. Yeah, I argue. I, I can't stop checking the standings. I forgot what this feels like, where you're constantly studying the standings and be like, oh, who does Texas play today? Hey, they're going against Felix Hernandez today. That's good for the Twins. Watching the scoreboard. That's amazing. Yeah, checking the Seattle-Texas score during the middle of the day. Not even people in Seattle care about the Seattle-Texas score. <laughs> Not even the Mariners care about the Seattle and Texas. <laughs> Just a bunch of guys in the bullpen. End of the game, the fireworks are going off, and they're like, "What? Oh, did we win? That's great. <laughs> Those Charlie. small moments are things you forget about in the five-year muck that they were in of, yeah, scoreboard watching is fun. Staying up later than you typically stay up to watch next inning games, also great. Um. Checking StubHub late in the season to see if you can actually afford to go to a game. Um, fun. Very fun. Um, all those things are coming back to us now, which is great. I got I to gotta tell you, the, the StubHub thing, I was there last week, and I bought 11 tickets together for 10 bucks a piece. So I don't know if it's necessarily a tough ticket at this point. Well, I looked at, I guess it depends on where you're trying to sit. I looked at the Astros series, and there were some pretty legitimate prices. I mean... It's a big stadium, so. Mm-hmm. But um, you know they're not seventy-five cents like they were last year. That's true. They're not people paying you to take them on StubHub. Just take them. We need more fans. I'll give you three dollars to go to the game today. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean we couldn't give our Legends Club seats away. My family's last year, and a lot easier this year. So. Hey, 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 Clarence! Did you get that email asking if you wanted Legends Club seats last year? No, I must have gotten you, like you, you check your you know, put, check your spam your Gmail account. Did you? Yeah, Gmail. Yeah, yeah. Check. Hold, hold on, hold on. Let me check. It, it's in my outbox. <laughs> I just checked. It's caught up in my outbox. Oh no! It's oh. the damnedest thing. For Boy. a year and a half. A year and oh. a half. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's funny. I never noticed that outbox folder till till just it's. Boy, that's odd. So anyway, do you guys want to go to the Twins game last September 27th? <laughs> I can't make it. You can't make it? Pretty busy. <laughs> Got, you certainly weren't podcasting. No, no, I wasn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. You know, I think we made the joke, whether it was this year or last year or the year before, about, you know, the only thing standing in the Twins... Uh, way this season or the only thing that needs to happen is they need to have career years out of like 14 players mm-hmm. and then we laugh and move on and it's actually happening this year like we just said that as if it w- couldn't possibly happen and it it has and it is and uh, that's what's happening um, this season there's got it there's almost 12 players 10 players at least that are either having again their best season or an unbelievably surprising season I, I wrote them down. There's 10 of them. I don't... Yeah, 10 seems like a lot, so I'm going to be interested to hear. I have some in my head, but 10 seems like a lot. Okay, go ahead. 
Good surprising seasons from we weren't expecting this much from this list. Gibson, Pelfrey, Malone, May, Ed Escobar, B. Doge, Rosario, Hicks, Plouffe, Sano. Maybe not their career seasons, but better than expected. Beating their their expectations. Plouffe was also the one that I wanted to take issue with. Because he's having the same season he always does. 10 is a nice round number. I think Brandon needed 10. So, you know, we can argue about Yeah, we can just say 9 or 10. How about we just go 9 or 10 and not, because we're doing the truncated cast tonight, rather than argue whether. Plouffe's a a a two-and-a-half war guy, which is a a solid player, and it's better than he's been in in years past. This is his best season. Maybe not, like, by a long shot. He's not an all-star, but he's a solid player. Fair enough. So there you go. That's a lot. And the only people that have been worse than expected, like demonstrably worse, I would think, mm-hmm. obviously Hughes, Irv Santana, uh, Perkins has you know, fallen off. He's not been very well. So there's only three of them. I guess you can start to give Maurer maybe three and a half. I mean, I don't think expectations were really there for him to do a whole lot this year. So, so you have Suzuki. 10 in the... What, what do we call him? I expected Suzuki to be bad, and he's been bad. Same with, like, Torrey Hunter. Expected to be bad. Been bad. Bucks Chubb. You're talking about expectations. That's fair enough on that one. What what about a guy like Oswaldo Garcia, who everybody expected to sort of be the DH all year, and he ended up with late appearances or whatever? Garcia Vargas? I don't know. I feel Dan Santana. I definitely did believe in him for 12 seconds. (laughs) I didn't want to say anything. I mean, (laughs) I didn't. But there wasn't, I don't know. You guys weren't expecting anything out of him this year, obviously, so I'm not well, sure where the standard... Well, so no, I, yeah. I wasn't. I don't know where the average fans sat on, on you know, penciling in Dan Santana for the future, so... I don't know, it's just been great. Like, we keep we laughed that that actually happening, and it is happening, and it's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. And that's how they're competitive. Really good seasons from players. That's I think that's how baseball works in general. Just you need guys to play well. We're pretty lucky. Pretty lucky. I hope this isn't the. I hope we're not blowing all of our good luck on this season. I think the hard, the tough part about a season like this is, can you? What, sometimes you hear people say, "Why can't you just enjoy this?" You know, like if you bitch about something, yeah. which I, I do. Yep. Occasion, occasionally, once or twice, yeah. I might go on the on my phone, on the Twitter, and, and write a complaint on there. And they're like, oh, can't you just enjoy this? It's news to me. So who's right? Sure. Are you still allowed to bitch about a move here or a move there, even on a season that you weren't expecting anything good to come uh, from? Is that allowable? What are your thoughts on that? I, I, I hope so, because I do that a lot. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little so it's a little childish to have your response be like, "Oh, just enjoy it." Cuz in a way <laughs> you could say that about when people try to like out perspective you, it bothers me. Yeah. Like, hey, you know what I mean? I know the twins lost, but you're still breathing, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, at least you don't have malaria and exactly. issue. People do that oh, all the yeah, time. You know right? what? Yeah, that's true. I you guess. get frustrated at traffic and they're like, "Yeah, well, at least you're alive." At least your car works. It's like, what the hell? I mean, I know that I... Okay, I, I get it. 
So I think there's still injustice and terribleness in the world, despite the fact that the Twins lost today. But maybe we don't need to talk about it right now. I don't know. I think if, if you you're have... not a Syrian refugee, well, <laughs> yeah, no shit. I guess if you have a um... no, I think I think you should I think you should complain. I think if you have that men- that mentality of like always keep perspective, then you end up becoming a pushover, and then someday you're gonna lose it and murder everybody. Right, so like, if you get passed up at work for a promotion that you deserved, I don't think the mm-hmm. answer is, "Hey, you know, at least didn't get fired." I think the answer is, "Be fucking mad about it because you deserve it." And when you keep having that, like, "Ah, well, you know, that you know, things could be worse," then eventually, ten years down the road, that's when you walk into work with a gun and shoot your boss. <laughs> that's happened to Clarence three times so far, and he's been acquitted every time. It's amazing. Yeah, great you lawyer. Sticks. Uh, yep. Tape up those cameras. They can't do a lot about it. Teflon swamp. No proof. That's why he asked if we have a warrant. He's actually asking us because he's just afraid it's going to happen again. Um, but no, I think complaining is okay. And there's, and it's not like the, it's not like the front office has turned it around to an amazing degree where every move we go, wow, that's you know, that's good, that's impressive, that makes sense to me. A lot of them mm-hmm. still don't make sense. So, um, yeah, Jose Brios right now is just sitting and watching. Watching baseball on television. He's uh, he's like he at Niagara Falls right now, just hanging out, skipping rocks, feeling great. Arm feels just perfect. Yep. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Nobody thought to look at how many innings he'd pitched until today. <laughs> oh, it's 160. We were gonna stop Darn him at like 30. Boy. I don't know. I'd love to. I'd love to have him in the. But you know. It's math. You numbers guys love math. 160. That's a number. Yep. Here's a number. Yeah. So anyway, congratulations to us for still being fans of this team and, and having fun with it. Yeah. Great. Congratulations to us for being better. We're the real winners here. We are. And you know what? We've left ourselves open where if things go downhill, we can just get right back into our sweet spot of complaining. Oh, I'm ready. We got a win-win. It's like riding a bike. Yeah. To be fair, we've been complaining this whole time anyway. So yeah. Well, we give about true. thirty seconds per show of like, hey, this is fun. Yeah. And then launch right into yeah. whatever's bothering you. You know what? We are who we are. Nothing yeah. we can do about it. We're grown ass men. We're no angry suburban dads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how we roll. Um, should we move on to more anger? Sure. I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
So I want to talk about Deflate Gate. Uh, are we calling it Balgazi? I'm not sure which one. If we have I'm an not official, calling it. you can call it what you like. I'm not calling it either of those things. Oh, did you have a? Clarence is calling it the long-term systematic cheating <laughs> that is just. I, I like America. that. You're, yes, we can. I like that road better. So I want to talk about the long-term <laughs> systematic cheating article. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, it, the way I experienced it was maybe different than most people. I just saw a bunch of headlines, then had to run off to like a half-day meeting. So I, I was expecting this to be a absolute motherfucker of an article and i just didn't get that from from the actual content i think there was a lot of build up to like oh boy here we go this is it now now everything is coming to light and the truth of the matter is they stole signals 8 years ago and got caught and paid the fine and voted for them to be illegal moving forward and cheated a lot and cheated a lot. And the NFL destroyed all of the evidence and tapes. Like, I mean, literally had interns stomp on the <laughs> videotapes. Like, wait, are you just kind of exaggerating for effect? Or, are you, no, they, that's literally what they had. They, like, if the NFL had investigated Nixon, he probably would have had a third term. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow comes out of it. Uh, Somehow they're like, well, we erased all the evidence, and now he's running again. You can't keep old Richard Nixon down. So did they oh, it, Did they stomp on those tapes because it was more damning than they reported, and they were just like, oh, shit, this is real bad? Or is it just they didn't want to deal with it anymore? I, I never really got to the to – the, I mean, I definitely the takeaway from the article for me was Roger Goodell is an incompetent boob, which is fine. But the actual destroying of the evidence doesn't really make any sense to me in any way. Just, I don't know. That part was weird. But the thing that the, was... Okay. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I want to hear everything you have to say, and then I'm, I'll, I'll retort. <laughs> point by point, Clarence will refute every single thing. Okay. So, um, the, the crux of the whole article was stealing signals, right? Uh, which in the intro was noted, teams have been doing this for years. This always happens. So theirs was just more uh, efficient, which is fine. But we're already down to like a, a distinction <laughs> to me. I'm biting through my tongue. <laughs> Keep going. So stealing signals. I think about in baseball as well, right? You, the Guys try to steal signals constantly in baseball, and that's always been a part of the game. So you need to like, you know, change your signs or whatever. Um but okay, fine. So they're a really good, and they've got some weird old man in an office trying to make sense of these signals. And they bring a guy in to from a team to see if he was right, and he's right half the time. Which, to me, that means you're useless. Like, that means half the time we're getting burned, just like in baseball. Like, if you tell me it's a fastball and it's a curveball, uh, you hurt me in a, you know, that really hurt the at-bat in a weird way. So... So proven in the article that everybody tries to steal signals and that it's not that effective. Also mentioned in the article was that he, Belichick, uh, voted to get rid of the defensive signal, the, to, to put the, the radio signal in the whatever. So that's odd to me as well, right? If it's that effective, you wouldn't think he would have voted to get rid of it. Um, and there was just a bunch of other... Um, and I, I would be I would be curious, and I, I wish you would have gotten into more detail about the stealing the 
playbooks like from the team hotel because that to me is super super interesting and again we're talking about gray areas here but like if you just leave the plays somewhere where somebody can easily come and get them, I kind of think it's on you. But if they yeah, were somehow like in your locker room, <laughs> hey, that's on you. If you print your play yeah, yeah. it in your own, it's laptop. not my fault. If I'm I walk into your house and you leave your wallet in there, fucking, you're the idiot who left your wallet in your house. It's not my problem. Put your wallet in your back pocket, and I take it right out of there. That's on you, not me. Well, that's what I don't know. If it's if it's to that extent, that's different than like I don't know. I just feel like if you're in a multi-billion-dollar organization, we deal with it in in, in a corporate world of like trying to steal the Black Friday leaked ad or whatever, right? And if it's if you're at a conference and somehow someone leaves it in a very easily accessible way. I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying it's fucking stupid that you're letting it out there. So your company, your company is dressing people up as hotel employees and having them go into other people's room and steal marketing plans. Okay, if okay, but I don't know if selling videotapes in their conference room, installing video cameras in their conference room to steal their ideas. That everybody knows it. It's not that. That's not that big a deal. If they installed cameras in the maybe i missed that part of the article i honestly did not see that they were they're videotaping their signals okay videotaping their hand signals again that's uh, a thing that happens and it's easily you know that teams do that it's been known if if all teams do it then why were all 29 other teams furious at the patriots and what they deemed as a lenient sentence that goodell handed down if they all do it then why were they all so angry I don't know. I don't know oh, if they... Not 16 teams, not 10, not 26, 29. So you expected some of these teams to be like, it's, that's okay. We're going we're gonna to be okay with it because we're trying to do the same thing. Like, of course, they're not going to be happy did. with it. They, were all, they all know that, the, that this is only the tip of the iceberg. But not only that, that what the Patriots done was over and above what all other teams did supposedly do according to you that it was so egregious now well, I, I, you go ahead what do you want to say um no i wish they would have focused less my point is i wish that article was more damning in ways that were less shocking to me focusing any well, on what, did you expect like a tape, videotape confession a belichick like saying you know spilling his entire guts on tape what what exactly were you expecting? Um, I was expecting less focus like on... Like him and Robert Kraft, just like <laughs> drunk at a bar. Oh, these stupid assholes, I can't believe. They fell for everything we've done. I believe that every team uh, tries their best to steal signals from the oh, other for team. for Christ's sake. I believe that. Then why are they also angry that they're just efficient at it? They're efficient at being criminals. I think that's kind of the crux of the article. It was mentioned in there that every team does that. So again, I wish they would have focused less on the signals and more on are they actually breaking into locker rooms or is, you know, that part to me just didn't seem as clear. And some of the other bullshit about like, oh, they locked Mangini out of the facility when he took the Jets job. No kidding. They didn't allow him back. That's how it works. That's how life works. You don't get to go back into your old employer when you work for the competitor. 
kind of and curious how well Mancini sort of did against the Patriots when he was the only one that knew all the cheating that they did. So the Patriots couldn't do the cheating against the Jets. The Jets sucked, but yet the Jets still beat the Patriots when they played each other. How often? It's funny how that all worked out. You know, the, the numbers guys, the supposed sabermetricians, don't look at the, what, is it now 14 straight years of playoffs that the Patriots have made? It's essentially unprecedented in the modern era and, and of, of the NFL. And how many of those were they parody. were they stealing hand signals? We have no idea what cheating they've done. Of course, so I agree is, with you. Have some, some anomaly out there, a mathematical anomaly. And you know, numbers people should be able to look at that and go, that doesn't make sense. Like this the Lakers making the playoffs. Does, what is the explanation for this anomaly? Why is McGuire hitting more home runs? Why is Bonds hitting at age 40 more home runs than anybody ever has? What, what is behind this anomaly? Serena Williams put her Everybody's in jail. Everybody's just shrugging their shoulders. Don't give me a whole different sport. I'm talking about football. And I'm, you can talk about Serena Williams. Is Wait a second. Hold on. You were just talking about baseball. Well, you want to talk about tennis? That's what you want to talk about. That's Serena Williams. The Celtics and the Lakers lock them all up. They're too good. There's got to be a reason they're that good. Sometimes they're just really good. <laughs> That's your expert. So were the Celtics or was Serena Williams have, was there uh, some sort of cloud of cheating around them, around the Lakers? You have all these suspicious activities around New England Patriots. Yeah. You have a historical anomaly of their record, but you just want to shrug your shoulders and go, oh, whatever, I'm sure they're fine. I'm sure this cheating that they've done and these records that they're breaking, I'm sure it's all above board. It's all nothing. I'm not saying it's all nothing. I was expecting this to be more damning than it was. And well, what exactly were you expecting? You were expecting a videotape confession. No, Other than I wasn't. that, I don't know what more you were expecting. I would have wanted more details about, again, beyond stealing defensive hand hey, signals. Stomp the videotapes. What details do you think are going to come out? Again, that was the whole point. Was that this the Deflate Gate was payback for the punishment that Goodell did not hand down for Spygate? Yeah, yeah. That I, was the point of the article. I get the narrative. It, that's fine to me. But, but you wanted more of a smoking gun, and I don't know what more you were looking for. Yeah, I mean, the most damning thing was he got 50% of the, the calls right there. 75. The defensive player that they hired for, or they've signed that got cut the week before said he got about 50, right? 50 or 50. Okay, maybe. And, you know, if again, I just I wanted to hear more about if they're actually... So why were the other teams furious, all other teams, if it was just not that big of a deal? If they're all doing it? That doesn't add up. I don't know how furious. But you know that, the state, that, this, that there's more to this cheating than we'll probably ever know. Yeah, and totally. That's what I'm saying. I want to know about the act, more of of whatever that is because you do hear those those things, right? But it's just one of those frustrating things. Like, what are you talking about? Please actually explain what they're doing because I'm not like gonna fall on my sword for the Patriots. I could give two shits if they actually are caught doing anything that's to me seems more valid. Then I'll drop them like a bad habit. I do not give a shit about the Patriots. This is not like some sort of like weird Homer, like, oh my God, I really, please don't tell me my favorite team. They're not my favorite team at all. Like, 
they're sort of fun to watch, but I definitely cheer against them plenty. So I don't have any like uh, uh, skin in the game here, right? Or horse in the race, really. But I just wanted it to be a little bit more than this is a thing that other teams kind of do. Of course, they're mad about it. Um, it he just they just went too far in in what they were trying to do. But again, that just to me seems a little bit like working on the margin. So if you write it all down the hand signals and you don't videotape, you just write it all down. That's okay. But the actual videotaping to make it more efficient, that's not okay. Like I sort of get it, but I also don't think that means that they're just, that he's the most evil, whatever. And maybe he is again, I could be, that would be totally fine. If they found, they found out that Bilicek is doing way more than what that article said. I just want to know what those details are. Yeah. But here's, here's my confusion. I can hardly think of other ways to cheat than what the Patriots have already done. You could pay referees, I guess. That's a time-honored classic. And you could, I guess, steal the other team's radio signal and listen into it somehow. But they already, I'm in the article, they mentioned they were already jamming the other team's radio signals. So I guess it wouldn't have been entirely a surprise if they had been stealing it. And yet... People seem to be like, well, everybody does. Everybody steals the other team's radio signal. Everybody goes into the other team's locker room and steals their playbook and jams their headsets so they can't talk to their quarterback on key plays. And well, that would have been interesting to me too. Signals because you do hear that a lot. Like all other teams do that, but what specifically do all other teams do? Because some of them get caught like with you know piping in crowd noise or whatever. So I so want to get like an is- actual exhaustive list of like what. What teams? We may never know. We could sit here all day long and never come up. We could have done this a year ago, or however long ago, Deflategate. We could have come up, sat here a year ago, and never come up with the Patriots under-inflate footballs so that they can have reduced number of fumbles. We, We never would have imagined that in a million years, come up with that. But now here we are, and they have another statistical anomaly of how few fumbles they have. But that again is is noted by everybody. Of all the things they've done, and right. yet what we do have is an unprecedented record: fourteen straight years, unprecedented record. And we're just you're just going to look at them and go. I need to know every specific detail. Well, I do think that some things that again, like if you're actually talking about deflating footballs, I haven't heard of one. For some reason, you actual act like quarterback this is some sort of court of law. Like I need more. It's not. No. Need, there's no judge here. No bailiff. Bull ain't standing over there. You can I don't, go, I don't you need can believe whatever you want to believe. Burden. Clearly, of course, I definitely think like if you hate them, then you hate them, or if you love them, whatever. I don't care. I'm not just saying. I, I hate them because of the cheating. Otherwise, I wouldn't give a shit about them. What do I care about New England Patriots? 1998, I could give two fucks about the New England Patriots. It's since then. It's all the bullshit cheating that they've gotten away with that I don't understand why people don't give them a harder time. Why are they not treated more like McGuire and Sosa's home run records? I honestly think, I, my sense is that the vast majority of what they, you can laugh all you want, I think the vast majority of what they've done it has been done or tried by other teams. Honestly, like deflating footballs, not one expert came out that actually played. Every single one of them was like, oh, yeah, we fucking do that all the time. Of course we do that. That's not a big deal whatsoever. Even opposing quarterbacks are like, I don't give a shit. Do it all you want. Then why, so, then why aren't other teams going to the playoffs 14 straight years? Double they're worse at wins. football. Because they're worse at cheating? Is that what 
that's serious. They're just not good enough at cheating. No, I don't think the that's, cheating helps them a whole hell of a lot. My sense. I don't know. They got caught with the hand signals, which is don't a, think supposedly. So the, this the, record that they have is just perfectly above board. As above board as professional sports get, sure. I don't know. I don't have any oh. ever, any actual evidence to tell me wow. any otherwise. I wish I could be that that optimistic. I'm not optimistic. I just I could don't believe like a child like that. That's amazing to me that you look at their record since 2000 or what 2001 and just go, oh, well, it makes sense to me. Well, sure. I could look at their record from 2001 to 2007 when they were actively stealing signals. And then 2008 to 2014. We don't know all the cheating that they've done. What, okay. I, what I know is their record, and it doesn't add up. So, so we don't have any idea what they've been doing and, and how they've been able to maintain that record, even though this cheating thing that you seem to think was really beneficial for them, that isn't, hasn't impacted their record that you care about. So you just have to go, oh, I just believe there's something in there. So that's, again, like a lack of evidence that you're just deciding. Again. Of course. I, it's clearly not a court of law because you have no evidence and you just believe it. No evidence? What the hell? Are we, we're just, what are you talking about, no evidence? From 2008 so until suspended? current. How do they what lose is, a draft pick? From 2008 until now, what is their... The signals, you know, hasn't really been... We happening. do not... <laughs> Again, that's my point. You don't know, right? But and they, I don't know you just believe like a child. Oh, it's all... They didn't cheat them. Okay, so both of us are working on a lack of any evidence, and you're going to believe one way and I'm going to believe the other. It's fine. I'm just saying, like, I was hoping for more of a... Again, I just I just want this to be blown out of the water so it doesn't have to be a thing we have to fucking hear about oh every single game from now on. Because you know me. You know I'm not, like, a total idiot, right? And I don't have any actual uh, bias toward the, the, the Patriots. And this, to me, is, like, not a thing that's enough to convince me that... They are as big of cheaters as you, right? So there's some sort of like gap here, which means is Brady Anderson sitting there with you right now? I mean, can he hear us talking? Is that why Brady Anderson? Like you like, just his home runs that he hit. That's well, whatever. I'm sure it was all fine. Yeah, actually, it's weird. He's he's sitting right here next to me. He's got a gun to my head. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> He's got the chops. He's my workout partner. <laughs> He's got the mutton chops sitting there next to you. The I real tragedy it. is that we're going to have to talk about this for the next 10 years because there's no... I Again, well, I yeah, wish it would have been... We, until they have that video of him and of Belichick and Kraft fully admitting... You're the one who needs that video. Done. I don't need the video. I just need I something different. I, I definitely don't need a video of, of a taped confession. All I need is the long-form birth certificate and some evidence that jet fuel can burn that hot. That's all I'm looking for here. <laughs> Which one of us are is is the jet fuel guy at this point? Uh, give me just well, a percentage. I'm the jet fuel guy. I, look, I'm not. That's fine. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Whatever. <laughs> you guys can pay me. Yeah, I need the birth certificate with the uh, Hawaiian palm trees in the background. Yeah, I need the whole fucking deal. I don't know. I do think, and the way I started it was I was, I experienced it in a different way than I guess a lot of people probably have. A, I haven't been paying, I, I don't pay a ton of attention to all of this uh, to begin with, but, and B, going into it thinking, oh my God, the hammer has been dropped and uh, it's never going to be the same for these guys. So that was my expectation going into it. And that was the thing where I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's sort of. 
sort of damning. So that was my that was my issue. And I do think some of it was again like when the there was another part of it when they talked about the uh Rams Patriots and the some of the the video guys watched the Rams walk through practice, you know? And that was supposedly mm-hmm. like another oh they saw Marshall Falk lining up, but like they admittedly were walking around and not asked to leave. And they were in their Patriots gear, which is just like, again, they saw Marshall Falk lining up for a kickoff. That doesn't mean shit. And that wasn't spying. They were, you don't know what it means at all. You, neither of us know what it means. We don't. But we have the article that you seem to think, you know, it was a, it was a well-reported article. I don't that have was in the article. article. I have 15 years. Okay. But that was no. That was a, a a note in that article of like, here's another example. And I was like, dude, just take that example out because that's a silly example, and take the Mangini thing out because that doesn't make any sense either. Focus on like some good hard. The Mangini thing makes perfect sense. <laughs> that he got locked out of the building the when Mangini he resigned. Thing. That is crazy to me that they actually well, thought that was Well, if you don't have, like, if you don't add in the context of everything else that happened with Mangini, then I suppose yeah, that wouldn't make any sense to you. It wouldn't make any sense. No, I mean, no regular good competitive company would you resign to go to your competitor and they'd be like, "Yeah, why don't you go back to your desk and uh, you know just pack up for a couple hours." I have I have resigned from a company to go to a competitor and I stood up and they called HR and they walked me out of the building and this was I was a ridiculous low level employee and that was the policy and this is retail right so that's like nothing. But you don't do that. That's just not how, and it works in my current company. That's just how, and again, I'm talking about some stupid retail. Like, that's not as competitive as, as, uh, as football. So I just like take that art, take that example out, please, and focus on whatever. But so I just, I thought there was a little bit too much of that. I don't want to say fluff, but like too much of that stuff where I was like, oh, well, sort of dulls the impact of the other stuff. Remember when this was going to be an A short podcast? Are we, what are we? Are, yeah, we're a little late. <laughs> All right, enough Deflategate. Let's move on. Let's talk about something more happy, like college football players being paid. That's less controversial, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, this is another one that I just wanted to talk about really quickly. Um, I know that you guys, or John, I know that at least you've read it. Clarence, have you read Spencer Hall's essay? So I think that we um, were somewhat in agreement in the past. I know Clarence and I were. I don't know, John. I, I can't remember exactly where you stood. But I think in the past, we I was not as hardcore pay the players as as most others were. And the main crux of that was even, I mean, people would always throw out like, oh, the you know, the coaches are making X amount and the, the it's profiting X amount for the school, yada, 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 which I, I, I get. It's totally true. But Joe Posnanski wrote a column one time just that it wasn't really about the players, that if you just took Ohio State's uh, roster and flipped it with the whatever CFL team at the time or UFL or whatever other, uh, the same exact amount of people would go to that Ohio State game and the same amount exact of people would go to the uh, Calgary Stampedes or whatever. John, is it Calgary Stampedes? No, it's uh, actually, does Calgary have a team? We'll yeah. go with Calgary Hitmen, even though that's their junior hockey team and not their <laughs> Calgary Stampede. That sounds right. Well, I guess we got to go with Hitmen now. 
It's a sportive, sportive it's probably Rough Riders. <laughs> yeah, probably. Okay, so the Thunder Bay Rough Riders and Ohio State. Thunder Bay Rough Riders. Uh, flip-flop rosters. Sam Peters. The stamp. Okay, so that was, and that was, that uh, spoke to me. I thought that made a lot of sense where it's, um, again, the player, and, you know, it's sort of, that's, it's more about the school than it is about the players, and that's a reason why maybe you maybe you pay the players, maybe you don't, but it's not necessarily as black and white as they're making these profits. Those are the people on the field, they get all the money. Um, but I thought that for me, at least personally, uh, Spencer's uh, point of not only are these guys not making money, but you're actively making them poorer by playing college sports was something that I hadn't thought of it in that way of well, they're not, they're not, they don't really have the time to go out and get a job or, or work the amount of hours they should be working or that sort of thing because this is such a commitment for them. So that tiny little change in logic was a really big thing for me. And now I'm, I've, I've, uh, I've turned and I'm on, the, I'm on the other team. I'm just curious if you guys had any sort of emotional um, or any sort of change in your point of view after that essay. I... I don't know. I mean, it, it, college athletes, college athletics is such a strange thing because there's all these restrictions on them getting other jobs to go alongside playing football, which actively takes money away from them. But if you don't have those restrictions, then we go back to the 60s when they'd pay guys uh, 25 bucks an hour to sit there and watch a two-ton park bench and make sure it didn't get up and walk away. I mean, it's it, it's hard it's hard if you're on the NCAA side to not just ban everything because it's way easier than trying to keep tabs on what people are getting paid. I we've seen that already with the increase to cost of attendance scholarships, where they're allowed to get a stipend up to the cost of attendance, or whatever, and is different at some schools. And then there was a whole horrible controversy where college coaches started trying to find players because that's just the dumbest thing you ever heard. Yeah, like so. I, I mean, all these all these college students. If you if you view what they do as work, they're underpaid. But if you view what they do as a voluntary activity then obviously you don't get paid for voluntary activities. So it's a little disingenuous to view a multi-billion dollar industry as a voluntary activity for almost anyone, but I don't know. I I wouldn't I guess I wouldn't mind if people got paid for the time they spent at practice. I was just going to say is I don't understand why it's not as simple as your that's your job. So in practice, your X amount of hours in weight room, you do their X amount of hours, and you get paid an hourly wage depending on whatever it is, class, position. Everybody gets the same. I don't give a shit. Um, but you, I mean, the person working at the bookstore gets paid. Um, you know, it's on campus. It's a campus employee. So I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not trying to come up with solutions. I just was. It was a small distinction that meant a lot to to my point of view at least I don't I don't have a good answer on the issue of money in college athletics though I'm I'm a little reluctant to try to come up with an overarching theory that that puts everything together and puts all of the pieces in place because I really don't have one yeah it's obviously way too complicated for that I would just say I would suggest 
read Posnansky's column and Spencer's because I th- or essay because I think those are the two for me. I know there's been like books written about all this shit. Like if you're really into it, you probably already have read all that. But if you're not really that into it or don't pay pay that, that close attention, in my opinion, those are the two most um, affecting uh, things written about it. Well, I mean, part of the reason it feels unfair is that there's literally no alternative. It's not like there's uh NFL D league that you can go play in or a, even an NFL European league where you think, boy, I don't want to go to college. I'd rather, I'd rather play a semi-pro football or minor league football hey, rather than going well, to college. There is an alternative. What's that? Don't, don't play college football. Just be a regular student. You can, you can work all the fucking jobs you want. I th- I think the key I think the key thing that Spencer Hall mentioned in that in that piece is and I and I don't have the stat right in front of me but it was something like fifty two percent of college football players believe they'll eventually go on to play in the NFL yeah and that really is the biggest problem and two percent make it well their delusion yeah. is the is whose problem yeah exactly if you're I'm asking ask, yeah is it the players' problem or is it the college's problem that the players have that delusion. Maybe it's the coach's problem for deluding them. So you're saying just quit. No, I'm saying they don't tell me they don't have other options. Now, I am saying that that some certainly don't have other options. I don't want to pretend like there are people that if they don't get a college scholarship, they can't go to college. Of course that exists. I'm not going to pretend that that does. So that is the biggest sticking point for me is Athletics are their only avenue to getting to college. That man, that's where it gets tough for me. Mm-hmm. They the, the argument when it's framed as they should be paid that is a sticking point for me too. It's it's better. It makes it easier for me when they say they should be paid more because they're they're paid in a sense. It's a deferred payment. But it is a payment. They are paid. They they get an education that has value. And if they weren't paid, they wouldn't do it. They didn't unless, that, they go to, unless they go to the University of North Dakota, in which case all bets are off. Absolutely well, useless. Now, Division two or Division three, they don't get paid at all. That, that's a whole different, yes, that's a different game. But that, I don't think that's who he's talking about. Maybe not paid more, paid, well, I guess it would be paid more. I just like differently, paid in things that can paid buy differently would be another way. Sure, I'd be yeah. fine with that. But they they do receive some value. Again, unless you go to the University of North Dakota, <laughs> we, which is we can't more be more of a clear. Around your neck, then. <laughs> just want to make that <laughs> clear. Do That's not go there for I college. Think. Yes, don't ever go there. Scarlet letter. Yeah, yeah, that's bad. Um, no, I know it's it's a it's a it's a tough one. I mean, and it's not. Yeah. I mean, this is also true of the rest of college athletics, that they should probably be treated like a job, but now it's not 100 people, it's 750 people that that should be paid. And maybe they all should be paid, but that's kind of going to be a, a, a real detriment to the old college athletics budget. So, so his argument is that they should be paid because they can't, they're hindered at getting outside jobs, they're making the colleges boatloads of money, yeah, and they spend a lot of their hours doing practicing and games and travel, so they they are uh, hindered at other things that they can do. 
Yeah, and I know it gets complicated, but I think that's the crux of it is, yeah, there's a lot of money coming in for these guys. They should just, the only thing standing in between them and uh, and the money that they've earned is just some sort of bureaucracy or, or whatever his, you know, whatever the specific thing was. But I think that's maybe the distinction about how much money that program is making is why you wouldn't, I would never argue having played Division Two baseball and the attendance in my four years total was like 17 people, you know? I don't think I should have gotten paid a fucking cent. Um, and I clearly, if, if, if I was desperate for money, uh, I wouldn't have been playing baseball, of course, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but that again, that's not, I don't think, necessarily what he's talking about. So, um, No. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I, no, I've always, it's just, yeah, it's just complicated, but I just was, that was, yeah. That mumbling was the only thing I can say about the whole the whole thing. <laughs> Hopefully, figure it out someday. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't feel fair, but once you start going down that road, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Just give him a little more. Just, just give him a little more. I mean, effectively, what college athletics has is an extremely low salary cap to try to keep everything fair to to at least maintain some sort of pretense so that Minnesota can compete with Ohio State and Oregon and Texas in football. Although, if Texas is getting beat by four touchdowns by Notre Dame, then maybe Minnesota can compete with Texas if football is here. But it's that's really all that's going on is this this group of universities trying to have some kind of level playing field to, to keep it from being, I don't know, European soccer where five teams have a chance and there's a hundred that don't. Yeah, that's true. And that and and the booster thing gets kind of weird too if you try to think about how to put that into the equation of like, hey, this old guy wants to give you $20,000 to go to the U. Would you do it? You know, like and if he wants it it's it's going to get to him anyway, right? Isn't that just sort of mm-hmm. seems to be how it works. So, I don't know. All right, next up, legalized prostitution, yes or no? What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> Marijuana use. Yay or nay? Okay, we are running on uh, way, way We're on hour long. number three of this short little podcast we were going to do. Our short of uh, is not that short. Last 30 seconds, maybe. Uh, John, is there some go- something going on with the uh, wild goalie sitch? I know they've got like six <laughs> or seven of them. I just, I thought it was hilarious that a couple years ago, longtime listeners might remember us complaining about Danny Healy getting hurt when the wild would otherwise have bought him out and Mm -hmm. we hated him for that and now nicholas backstrom has done the same thing two years in a row where the wild would absolutely get rid of him they'd get rid of him tomorrow they'd pay him any amount of money to go away so they didn't have him around except he's hurt so they can't do that and so now they're stuck with they're stuck with the situation in which they have three goalies one of whom they don't want but they'd like to keep him around because they don't have a third string goalie, but he's just sort of a waste of space until then. And they can't get rid of him. So they just have to sort of let him sway in the breeze. And then you've got this guy who's obviously was very good for the wild for a long time. That is in the unenviable situation of, Hey, Nicholas, nobody wants you around. Nobody <laughs> wants you here. Would you mind? We're, we're genuinely thinking about getting rid of you and making you go to Europe for the year. <laughs> We're going to try to get some kind of deal where you're literally half the world away 
so that we just don't have to look at your stupid money wasting face. <laughs> but they don't want to do fun, that, man. They don't want to do I... that because they're the goaltender behind him is 16 years old or something like that. So, well, they can't have three, and they can't get rid of any of them. So, I, they're going to end up. Backstrom will be the backup all season long. Well, what are they going to do with Kemper then? Seventy games. Backstrom will play twelve. Play eleven. What are they going to do 12. with Darcy Kemper? They're going to trade him. They're going to trade. I'll make Kemper? this call right now. I, I'm going to make this call. You are good at calls. I have to. Yeah, I have right, to so let's, I don't know what time we're at here, but we'll we'll timestamp this. Brock, right. timestamp this. Timestamped. At this time next year. Two or possibly all three of these people will not be on the Minnesota sports scene. Darcy Kemper, Trevor Plouffe, and Marnie Gellner. <laughs> all be two of those, and probably all three will be What's happening to Marnie Gellner? I'm not going to tell you. You do have insider scoopage. Hey, so, <laughs> timestamp. Scoop says Marnie Gellner is on the way out. Okay, so this is, this is pretty good, but it's a whole year from now, which I think, do you have any, can you get us any more insight? Can you give us... I'm, you want me to go six months from now? Can I get you into six months? What's it going to take to get you into six months today? Well, I think, fine, I'll go six months. There we go. I'll go six months. There fine. we go. Love it. Okay, now, untimed stamp. Um, t- Are we... Uh, untimed stamp. <laughs> I want I to think about the baseball trade deadline. Really, and, and the hockey trade deadline, when that is. That's what I was trying. I'm trying to do the math in my head, if that's six months from now or not. Because we're in. Our, it's not the baseball trade line six, six months from now. Six months from now is March. Well, so. like, not deadline, but when do they? most of them happen? They happen around the, in like December at the GM deal, so yep. that's fine. But the hockey deadline is the one I'm trying to do the math in. I think it's, what, February? March? All right, April. I want to back up and explore, explore our news further here. All right, Clarence, you don't have to say anything. Just sit. Don't say anything to confirm the following: Fox Sports, Fox Sports North is trading Marnie Gellner for Robbie Inspikoski. Oh my God! I'm coming home. I'm coming home. All right. Fox Sports North is trading Marnie Gellner for Telly Hughes. Peanut free zone. All right, got free confirmation. There we you heard go. it here first. <laughs> In a three-network deal, Marnie Gellner leaving Minneapolis, Telly Hughes and Robbie Inspikoski making their... <laughs> Marnie, Robbie, it, Telly, It will not way. be a trade. I'll tell you, uh, we are not getting anybody in... Re- I, I don't know where these things come from. I'm just throwing things out there. It's good. Don't you- be surprised if a little birdie told me. Huh. Well, besides that Reed Travis scoop that we actually officially did, uh, you've been pretty good at all those unofficial ones. Got about that one. Yeah. <laughs> that was the one where I, I actually, my confidence had just swelled, and then you, you hit me with that one. I was like, oh, fuck. What's he talking somebody about? Somebody passed that went along to us, and we went with it. Isn't that what happened? You, it was you, man. You said you had an insider. Well, wasn't there like a Twitter? Somebody like, they were like, hey, all right. Where'd you get that info? I don't remember where where you got it. I I, I washed my hands of it pretty quickly. I was, the one was just out. like Dan Santana. Yep. Oh no, I'm out of that one. If you don't like him, dude, I'm out as well. 
So, okay, let's wrap this thing up. We have got a second podcast to do. Hopefully, we'll be out uh, in the in the near future. Um, so, this has been episode one twenty two of the Sportive. We're signing off. Uh, thanks. We love you. I'm sorry when we fight. Doesn't mean anything about you guys. Um, we all love you yeah, still. We still love you. It's your, your fault. fucking fault. It's all of your we fault. We fight because you touch yourselves. <laughs> Stop touching yourself, and we'll smile a lot more next week. Bye. See you, bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.